we are going to be launching. Can I? We are launching Maybe two weeks you from now. Maybe you can say soon. Sorry, did you? We are launching two weeks from now. So I'm going to say an intro, which mm-hmm. I haven't planned. I don't have like the music that I usually have on Let's Get Real. Uh, but here's the intro. Um, I should be at this point um, saying something to introduce people to the pod. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, I've I'm off two minds. Number one, I could just go here's just turn on uh, YouTube, and this is Brendan Ho. <laughs> he needs no introduction. He is on Instagram, on Facebook. He's in that movie. I think what by my side. Yeah, yeah. So yep. people who've watched that are probably watching this right now. Uh, but on the other hand, um, this guy is really really curious to me. I'm just very motivated by what he's doing. Uh, with this podcast that you had, and that's actually how I personally found out about him. It's through this podcast um, that's also on YouTube. You can watch it as well. It's called Let's Get Real. And um, well, before I ask more about Let's Get Real, that's really why I want to find out more about. It. Let Let me just welcome my guest today. It's Brandon Hall. Hello. Hello, hi Kelvin. Hello, hi, hi Hello. everyone. So nice <laughs> to see all of you. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Thanks a lot for inviting me as well, Kelvin. Uh, it is an, it is an absolute pleasure. Although I really am curious, you know, why you even agreed to do this. But I'm thankful. Thank you so much. <laughs> Can I just get to the question that's really on my mind? Why are uh-huh. we waiting for? Let's get real. You keep tempting us every Sunday mm-hmm. with a new guest, and you're filming. You obviously are producing so much content. Yeah. How much longer are you making us wait? Wow, that's a fantastic question. I think first and foremost, um. I think this is writing from season one and season two. So season one, we had twelve episodes, and then season two, we actually had plans to um, do it perpetually. Meaning to say, we didn't want to have seasons. We instead wanted to do it just forever and ever. That's so right. We don't I call remember it seasons. that. Yeah. Exactly. And then what happened was at the end of season two, or towards the tail end of season two, we found out that. Wow, it is a lot of work. It is not easy to run a to run a podcast just perpetually and just keep churning out content. And we realized that it's oh, not as easy okay. as we thought. And we also got very very tired and burnt out. And so that's why we decided we're going to revert back into seasons instead. So having seasons would give us some form of structure and helps us to plan and to help us give a very clear vision, not just for the people who are going to be tuning and watching, but also for us as a team. Because you need to understand that uh, LGR, let's I mean, let's get real for short. LGR is now made up of eight people, and all these eight of us, all eight of us, we are all uh, volunteers. We're all uh, none of us is getting paid from this, and we're all just you know putting in our time, our resources to do something like this. Aaron's here after class, you know. Um, okay. Oh guys, really? Yeah. Okay. Aaron's just right here after class, and uh, and by the way, Aaron, you are using that. Aaron's um, laptop to make this. I am using he's Aaron's help, laptop. He's helping you to to. To, to set this, set up this call and he's there as well. Yes. Hello, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, Aaron. Uh, Aaron's outside right now, but yeah. Okay, uh, all right. Aaron says hello. Oh yeah, he's popped back in. He says hello as well. Yeah. Hello, Aaron. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hello. Hey. So wow. so yeah so because uh, there are eight of us so it's a it's quite a big team to manage number one and so we decided to do seasons instead and just to answer your question for short we are going to be launching. Can I? S- we are launching Maybe two weeks from now. You can't say soon. Sorry, we are launching two weeks from now. Two weeks. Malaysia, Malaysia, the weekend. Yeah, that that that's amazing. That that's yes. incredible. Wow. You caught okay. us at the right time, Kelvin. Fantastic. <laughs> no one knows except you right now. Well, and your viewers. And whoever's watching this, <laughs> oh, amazing! Wow. 
You know, one of the things that, okay, so you guys didn't see this, but um, Brandon was kind of like setting up the shot. And mm. the thing that he really wanted to put behind there, you know, in the shot you can see just behind there are photos of his team members. So he mentioned that yep. there are eight. And what really impresses me is that there are so many people working uh, behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, just before this, uh, I was watching the very last episode of season two. I think you were interviewing your team members one by one. Yeah, yeah. And I was just appreciating how much work, how much presence there was. You know, people were mm. turning up to help produce these yeah. episodes. And yes, there was a lot of energy coming from you. And I think mm -hmm. um, your show producer, a guy named Graham, he, mm -hmm. he's amazing. I think he's been with you since day one. But yes. also it grew. I think as the, the needs, needs grew, the ministry grew, you brought mm. in more people as well. Yeah. And, you know, I just wanted to ask you, you know, how is it that, you're able to encourage us on the show, but it seems as if you're also encouraging the team members. When you're interviewing them, you're kind of like encouraging them and helping yeah. them to grow in their roles as well on the show. Mm. I think that's a fantastic question. Now, this one calls towards, I think, more towards the leadership aspect of things because I don't, I know I'm not a perfect leader. I'm still learning how to manage people. And truth be told, you know, that I mean, being myself a CG leader, being a leader in church, I think one of the most difficult things uh, about leading a ministry is not leading the work, but leading the people. And that's something wow. that I... Okay, yeah. Mm, okay. It's not about just, you know, leading the, the work. The work is there, the work people can do. The work is, if you don't do it, someone else will do, you know, it's okay. The work is the work, it's the work of the Lord. But managing the people requires a lot of grace, requires a lot of wisdom, requires a lot of compassion as well. And that's one thing that uh, it's also a learning curve for me, but I'm so thankful every time I talk about this, I'm so thankful for the team that the Lord has provided. And honestly, Kelvin, I tell you the truth, yeah. every time we expand our team, God just brings the right people at the right time uh, to fulfill okay. the very specific needs of the show. And I praise God, that is the reason why we can continuously grow, do many more new things, improve on previous things, and even start you know, a, a new show, for example. And uh, this is something that I cannot do alone. Some things I can do, there's many things I cannot do. And to allow to let go, to allow myself to trust the team as well. And Phoebe, you know, when, when she spoke to me about this as well, mm -hmm. you know, she, my wife, Phoebe, she's, uh, yeah. of course, one of the team members and she's our very quiet but rock solid partner, especially my partner in prayer. Amazing. And she also has to remind me many times that, hey, love, you know, this is, this is not Brandon's show, meaning to say that the vision of Let's Get Real is one day Brandon is out from this ministry, someone else is going to take over. I, I Right now, yes, you know, Brandon is kind of like the face of Let's Get Real, but anyone can be the face of Let's Get Real. There could be yet another host that's going to come in and just take over whatever I do. And uh, that, that's, the, that's the ministry. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to God and ultimately belongs to whoever's listening, whoever's going to be blessed by it. Yeah. That's one thing that really impresses me about, well, you, of course, but your sense that this is something that is, uh, is it fair to say bigger than you? You know, you see this as something coming from God. Yes. And being faithful with that. And therefore, you're constantly almost encouraging others, but helping them to take on as well what God has given them. And yeah. I think there's a lot of graciousness that comes with that, especially since the nature of your work tends to put all the spotlight and the focus on you. Mm. Again, just that interview I was watching, and again, this was the last uh, episode of season two, and you brought in all the people mm -hmm. working in the background, the social media person. I, I think the last person just before we started this interview was doing the graphic design. Yes. And I think as I see that, I start to appreciate all the different elements that come mm -hmm. together to bring that show. And then it just makes sense. It makes sense, therefore, that 
uh, when you do then give glory to God, when you do point attention to Him, you're already doing that amongst one another. And and the reason I say this is because, again, the, now, now it's kind of weird, again, the fact that we are having this call. Um, both of us happen to be on this WhatsApp group that's comprised of um, people who are producing content online and also Christian content. So they're all believers. And I must say that actually Brandon Ho on this group is just as encouraging, just as real, and just as enthusiastic about promoting the gospel online. And I think what the, the kind of difference I'm seeing between us and you is that you're working in a team. And it's not just you. A lot of us are doing this ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you've actually built around you almost from day one. Again, uh, yeah. I noticed that you were with Graham. Uh, yeah. just, just being faithful, but working, being faithful together. Mm. And I wonder if you could speak to people like us mm. who are doing this. A lot of us are doing this on our own. Yeah. Or maybe even churches who are thinking of being faithful with online ministry. How they can maybe learn some of the lessons you learned along the way. How can you maybe build teams and how can they be effective um, together and to grow mm. this ministry in a way that actually encourages more and more people as they go along? Yeah, fantastic question, Kelvin. I think number one is that the the understanding of what a vision means. means. So it really depends on the calling and the vision God has given you. So for example, when God gave me this vision to start a podcast, out of the burden in my heart that two things, right? Number Mm -hmm. one is that I believe time is short. I believe we're living in the end times and time is short. And number two, the burden is that a lot of people, young people like from where I am, from my industry, it's a glamorous industry, but it's a very dark industry. And there's so many young people who needs to hear the gospel, who needs to be be uh, yes, yeah. aware of the love and light of Christ. Out of these came the podcast, the vision to start this. Because I asked God, I said, what can I do with the gifts and the talents that you've given me, which is speaking and okay. hosting. And within this intersection, uh, this podcast came to, uh, came to fruition. So the vision is massive. So the vision okay. is to really have a massive outreach to, to the entire Malaysia. Having this vision from the get-go, I knew I couldn't do it alone. It, it's see. a gargantuan okay. task. Okay. So yeah. it depends on the vision and the calling God has given you. If God has called you to, yes, to minister to, you know, to, to maybe a select few people or, you know, every church has its different calling. There's some mega churches to cater to young people's needs. There's some churches who are, you know, very strong in the word. Maybe the population isn't that big, but that's the 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 feel that the Lord has given them. And so it really also number one depends on the calling. If the calling, if you don't you're if you're not obedient to your calling, okay. it's not to say God's gonna rebuke or punish you. He may, uh, okay. but you know, you will have a lot more struggles. So for me the vision and the calling was this big. And I knew that because of that I'm not able to do this alone. And without vision, people die. So when I pull in the pull in people to help me, it's very important that I sit down and share the vision of the show, the vision of the podcast, the why we are doing this, uh, you know, the reason behind and share my vision when God gave it to me. And mm. as this vision goes, then we are all on the same page. The team and I, we're all on the same page. We are running towards the same goal, the same uh, target, the same, we're heading all towards the same direction. And when that happens, when they can share the same fire with you, the same, the same passion with you, everything will just flow. Because you don't have to force wow. them, you don't have to push okay. them too much. They just they just go along with it, and that's very important as a leader to be able to share that vision with your ministry workers, with your committee members, with your steering committee, with your board members, your eldership, anyone and everyone. Yeah, that's very insightful for you to have that vision from God. You know, God wants to do this 
big yeah. thing. And immediately as a leader, what you said was, I can't do this alone. Cannot. <laughs> that, no that, way. <laughs> that's incredible. And I think that is counterintuitive because oftentimes you think, I have this vision, I have this experience, and therefore I have to do this. But actually that's, I mean, the way that the gospel works, the way that God works is mm. often to use people to reach other people. And it makes sense that he uses yes. people who, in a sense, are weak enough, yeah. weak enough to, to, to acknowledge that they need others to work alongside them. And that, I think, in a way, strengthens us to, to, to be faithful with what we have. I think I yeah. see different people in your team bringing together different gifts. Yes, and, you're and right. encouraging them in that way. That's wonderful. But just so you know, Kelvin, again, while I say this with so much um, uh, confidence and vigor, it's not an easy <laughs> journey as well, you know, because like I said, you know, during the first one, this, is, this, this show is like my baby. Honestly, it's, you know, that's how I first view it. It's like I'm a little baby and uh, I view it as something that is mine. So I'm very, I'm very, it's, it's something that's so precious to me. And it's something that I, I of course, uh, do with a lot of care. Uh, also, I do okay. it with a lot of pride at the same time, because I'm very proud of this and how the show, how far the show has come, how far the team has come. So it's not something easy. That's why I told you uh, that my okay. wife has to always remind me love this is nothing to do with you you're only the vessel of god you're only you know you're you're the servant in god's kingdom yeah. and so okay. i need to let go and that's where things really start to unravel you know when i the first season you can sit down with graham and darren these are the two first people okay. there are three of us and it's not easy we had differences as well we had things that we did not agree on and we had a lot of rough Thank edges. Thank you for that honesty and saying that. Yes, I think, I think that in it itself is very encouraging in because it's real. Yeah, right. The reality of working with yes. other people, right? Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And but you said that your wife was a real support for this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she's been instrumental because uh, when the when I received the vision to this podcast, it wasn't twenty twenty when we first started. It was uh, I think about more than a year before, sometime early twenty nineteen. Okay. Okay. But as all Christians not all Christians, like how can I say this, but with a lot of Christians, myself included, <laughs> the procrastination was the biggest problem in my life. And so even though I knew I wanted to do this, I procrastinated for a very, very long time. Uh, only until my wife really pushed me, you know, she said, B, if you believe that this is so what she, the Lord is. She was is, really supportive of this. Oh, 100%, 110%. And praise God for her. If, if she didn't push me, I think we would be doing season one this year, not season three. <laughs> Now, I want, to, I want to push you on that because I was listening to an interview that you did with Abel. I don't know when, uh. but I, I was listening to it last night. And you mentioned about how you had difficulty saying no. Yes, and that, that's and right. And you had a condition whereby, you know, you just felt as if you needed to say yes to every request. And I think mm. you mentioned it was your wife. They were mm. saying to you, you no, know, actually, why do you have to agree to everything? And acknowledging mm -hmm. your limitations and you were saying out of love. I think, mm -hmm. I think she was trying to affirm that... Um, you you are you are actually being faithful with what you're doing, mm. and you didn't need to be more so by covering every 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 base and every request. And it sounds as mm. if your wife has been a very good foil, a very good source of strength, but also a good sense of just uh, of 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 what you can do and what you can't do. And yeah, and and can you? Can, I mean, how does that partnership work? Because you've been married for what? Two, three years now? Is that right? Uh, I've been married for one and a half years. Oh, hey, and, one and a half uh, years. Okay. Yeah, so we got married uh, in December 2020. So it's about one and a half years right now. Okay. Slightly over more, more than uh, one and a half years. But but yeah, so she's, uh, I guess she's just full of wisdom. I mean, honestly, you know, there's, 
she is one of the few women I yeah. know in my life that is just clothed, as the Bible says, clothed with wisdom and grace. <laughs> okay. Wow. So at the same time, when she says things like this, it is not to tell me that you can't do it. It's really to tell me out of love. It's not to tell me that I'm not capable. It is really to protect me. Uh, and yes, you are right. Yeah. I did have trouble uh, saying no. I'm I'm a very I'm a kind of guy that really likes to avoid conflict if I can, and okay. you know, and always say yes and yes and yes. And that really tires me out. That really burn make me burn out. Wow. So okay. she is like that little hedge that the Lord has put around me okay. to sort of protect me and to refocus always on my core calling. What are you supposed to do? That, and that is where you're supposed to spend your energy, your time, your resources in. Um, okay. You know, I get invited to speak at a lot of conferences, a lot of Christian fellowships and a lot of uh, youth ministries. Okay. And I used to say yes to everything. Um, because I was telling her, you know, this is a good opportunity. I'm you know, sure for you'll me. be getting lots of lots of these invitations. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do. And it's only in the last year, the start of last year, when she said that you cannot be saying yes to everything. You need to pick and choose who you want to uh, partner okay. with as well. And you need to learn how to say no um, because other things were taking up a lot of my time and ministry work, okay. which is let's get real was you know the my 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 time was just being split too much but you know i'm i'm still puzzled and impressed and very encouraged that you are willing to say yes to all these avenues of ministry now i, I i'm i was actually kind of like surprised that you were even doing your speaking in colleges and mm -hmm. you were active in your church you are you know you're doing what a regular christian would do yeah. considering you're very public and uh, social media and the work that you do there mm. um, you're also in a sense also equally public and intentional about how you confess yourself as a follower of Christ mm -hmm. and when you do speak to these other people I think I think it on the one hand you're you're a Christian you're a brother in Christ but on the other hand um, you're coming from a, from a position whereby you do have to be very intentional about how yes. then you you do this ministry. And I, I guess with that would must come some struggles, must come you just mentioned one of them, you know, time. And mm -hmm. but and with that must come as well some kind of like uh reactions, different reactions that you you get from people who maybe just discover that you're a Christian, you're actually mm -hmm. a very serious Christian, and you actually want to take this further. You want to be maybe an intentional Christian, not just in the church sphere, but I suspect even in the sphere of it of, of media as well. Mm -hmm. And and so was that something that you knew that you were going to do from the start, that you wanted mm. to be a Christian in this field? Or was this something that grew a bit more as you, I, I don't know, um, as you started Let's Get Real or as Phoebe ministered to you in her advice and a walk with you? Mm. I think that started from very, very early on. Uh, oh, okay. You know, since I stepped into the industry, uh, I think Let's Get Real was a manifestation of me asking God and God also honoring the prayer by asking what can I do even more because I felt like I wasn't I felt like there was there's so much more I should do and I can do but it, this has always been in my heart to be very vocal about my faith and even so when I say this I don't think I'm vocal enough there's so many other Christians that I admire and I look up to and they are so immensely vocal that it completely blows my mind and I draw inspiration from that so if you think I'm I'm very vocal I would say there, there are a lot of people you know, way more vocal and I have hopes to be even more vocal uh, about my Christian journey, about my faith uh, in the Lord Jesus. So, But it started way back when I was 20 years old because when I stepped into the entertainment industry mm -hmm. as a TV host, um, it was, of course, um, 
you know, I, I share this story a lot, you know, the fact that when I was at the audition and I was praying, I said, Lord, you know, this is something I want to be in as well. This is something I want to do. And uh, I had this quiet confidence mm. throughout the competition, you know, when I was in this, uh, this, this, they call it the quickie host, uh, quickie host, okay. they were searching for a new quickie okay. host. And, um, and the Holy Spirit told me from the beginning is I'm going to let you win this, you know, this is going to be yours. Don't okay. worry, I'm going to let you win this, but you're going to do it for my name and for my glory, for my sake, not yours. Okay. Um, and that was very wow. clear to me. But of course, I wanted to win. La, so when the Lord, okay. when the Holy Spirit told me, I said, oh yeah, sure, amen, okay. amen. Not knowing what would <laughs> okay. come after. Yeah. yeah, so it started from way back already. And that's how I knew that I had a very distinct purpose being in this entertainment industry, uh, or this media industry. Okay. That God put me here for a reason and uh, to use my resources and the influence that God has given me to speak out as much as I can for Him. Uh, to tell as wow. many people as I can that there is a God out there and this God is real and his name is Jesus. Wow. Okay. So with yeah. that in mind, um, what is the next step? I mean, you, you, you're developing Let's Get Real as a platform to put a spotlight on other Christians. So what you do mm -hmm. is you bring in other Christians who have a story, who are making an impact and you, you give them the space to be, be able to share that testimony and experience with God. But for you, it seems that you yourself also in a journey. And um, is this something that you would like to be doing even more? And and um, I, I don't know what the vision is for for let's get real and yeah. say five years. You know, would this be something that would be extending even beyond Malaysia? I mean, God willing. Again, again, you know, uh, um, you're at where you're at right now. But in yeah. terms of just direction and just hopes and vision. I think I'm so excited when you ask questions like this, you know, because uh, it's a very exciting thing to think about, you know, five years from now, uh, what do we expect to see of Let's Get Real? And, you know, between us, I can really tell you the truth is that one day, I hope that Let's Get Real can be a full-fledged ministry whereby, yes, it's going to be a platform. Okay. And what's more important is that uh, I'm thinking if it can be a self-sufficient ministry. And I praise God today, Kelvin, the truth okay, is God yeah. has supplied all our needs, you know, and we're running on mm. a surplus. And it's because people has given, people have been touched and moved to, to give us love gifts. And that's why we can have a studio of our own. Uh, but of course, the thing is that I really, really hope and pray one day that we come to a position where um, I can even, uh, you know, pay my, my team members for what they do. Because, uh, am I right in thinking lots of them are just volunteering their time? They're just they're not, they're not yeah. being paid, right? They're, they're None just of them giving are being them their paid. Time and their, they're just their doing it, you're right, sacrificially. Yeah. And Considering how, it, how professional it looks and how much work goes in the background, I mean, this is yeah. a real sacrifice. This is really they, wonderful. They blow my mind constantly. Every time we come for a recording amazing, and I right? drive home with Phoebe and I tell Phoebe, it's like, what an amazing team we have. You know, we can never take it for granted. What an amazing, we're so grateful. That's, that's really and amazing. the thing is, I hope one day, you know, I, I, we have we have a, um, a ministry where we can pay pay these guys, mm -hmm. you know, because what they're doing here is, is proper work. It's really proper work. It's what they studied. They studied multimedia, graphic design, or, you know, they studied in, in broadcasting and they're using yeah. that to develop the ministry. Ministry. And That's I amazing. hope one day, hey, you know, we can give them a proper salary. It's going to be a full-fledged ministry. Five years down the road, yes, that's the dream, you know. That's the dream to be able to sustain the team behind it, yeah. Now, actually, uh, I'm, I'm filming this in the UK. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, while everyone in Malaysia probably has seen Let's Get Real, and especially during lockdown mm -hmm. and COVID, you know, Let's Get mm -hmm. Real, that was when it kind of like took off. 
And then yeah, I went, yeah. hey, you know, what's this that just popped up in my YouTube feed? And it's yeah. this guy that looks vaguely familiar, speaking mm-hmm. to really, really, uh, I mean, uh, Christians, who I didn't yeah. even know were Christians. And then I'm thinking, hey, you know what? Actually, here in UK, we don't have one. <laughs> I was thinking, and when you mentioned all the people who are doing graphic design, who are putting together, you know, doing the video work, even Aaron, who helped set this up for you, yeah, and also yeah. the ongoing work you're setting up doing set design and stuff, I'm thinking, wow, Malaysia actually is very, very blessed. Mm. I mean, um, with the gifts, but also with the intentionality, you know, with that uh, willingness to be faithful with small things. And now it's grown to a bigger thing. Yeah. And I think what that's done is not to say that, oh, wow, UK is put to shame or whatever, but I think it shows that actually for those who have more and those who are able mm. to do more, you know, it encourages us that actually something can be done. And if you don't yes. have more, if, if you have less, you know, it is such a worthwhile thing to work with what you have, to be mm. faithful with that. And then it's up to God to give that growth. But I Amen. think you are very, yeah. very inspiring. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. And so, okay, all right. So you've talked about um, your vision for Let's Get Real. You've talked about um, how, you know, you yourself personally, I mean, you've been through this journey, going through the industry, but from day one, from day one, you actually wanted to do something that was, or rather the Holy Spirit was saying that this is for God's glory. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to ask you, you know, how has God, you know, how has God been real to you or perhaps even more real and even more present throughout this mm. journey in these three years uh, with let's get real um i think for me let me put things into perspective let me give you some real facts and figures here so that you know you really understand how real god is in my life uh you know people uh say yeah god is real god is real and in my life especially i can tell you kelvin with so much conviction that he is indeed real and it comes from my background, right? Because um, if you see my testimony online, it's the fact that I come from a very poor family. I don't come from a rich family at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say I come from a poor family, I mean, I really come from a very, very poor family where one day I could wake up and there's no electricity and we're wondering why is it so hot because we have no money to pay for electricity. Mm. And, oh, wow. uh, and it's true. I started work when I was 14 years old. I washed dishes by the side of the road. And I don't <laughs> know if you can tell, that's why I have very rough hands. My hands are always very rough. Because um, wow, okay. we do a lot of uh, labor, a lot of labor work. So the thing is, because I grew up from a from a very poor family, money was a very big thing in my life. And what I mean by that is that uh, I'm not after money, you know, but I have this relationship with money whereby I always tell God, you know, God, you don't make me so rich like the psalmist says. You don't make me so rich that I forget you, but you don't make me so poor, you know. Uh, yeah. Just keep me sufficient. <laughs> Okay. And that was my prayer since I was a very, very young boy. And I'm saying and putting this, giving you this background and this mm. in context, because uh, ever since we started the ministry, uh, we started in 2020. So I can tell you the last three years of my career has honestly been the best in terms of just God blessing me. Really? Um, financially, yes. In my entire wow. okay. life, even though it was the MCO. Exactly and right. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. I could get married, you know, I could I could afford to put out a banquet for people, a wedding banquet for people. Um, you know, I, I could have, you know, I the, the Lord just, I think it's true in my life, you know, you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Yeah. And the truth is, I for me, I don't even concentrate on the, all these things shall be added unto you. I just concentrate on that first part, to seek ye first the kingdom of God. And I always believe, and this has been true 1,000% in my life, you honor God and God will honor you. And that has been absolutely 100%. The Lord has never disappointed. 
And just to put things into perspective, ever since I started in ministry, God has really provided for me where I don't have to worry about needs because I spend a lot of my own resources in this ministry as well and never expecting anything back. And the thing is, the Lord has always, the Lord sees, the Lord knows, and He always blesses back more than you can ever imagine. And I tell you the truth, Kelvin, the more I give, the more the Lord returns, the more the Lord gives. You can never outgive God. Okay. Never. And that is the, that is the, testimony that i really hold dear to my heart and i know that that is why he has seen us through and seen my myself and phoebe through and again you're describing um uh, really really tough situations the last two years of mco and actually right. coming yeah. from a uh it sounds like your childhood was very challenging as well with mm. with money and i think learning to trust god a god who is able to provide a god who is generous Yes. God, who who you know, who is no one's debtor. I think we see that we see that in the growth of well, your character, well, mm-hmm. um, most of all, but also in the kind of ministry that God has blessed through. Let's get real. Mm. Wow. Any last words to to the listeners today? I think it's really to encourage yourself as well, Kelvin. You know, because don't you know a lot of times when I feel when uh, sometimes when when. People like yourself, they, 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 they speak to me and they feel like, wow, Brandon's doing great things. You know, he's got this team, blah, blah, blah. And I'm only one person. Mm. It's really to encourage you, Kelvin, that what you're doing is really, really amazing as well. So you must remain consistent. Yeah, consistent, because I'm okay. keeping tabs on it as well. And I'm <laughs> glad that you are consistent. And just to encourage you that what you're doing is really, it's a great work of God and you must keep doing it. And I believe that through your podcast as well, through what you're doing, many will be blessed because I have been blessed by it as well. Sure, I don't have, I, you know, I haven't listened to every single episode, I have to admit, okay? But the truth is for the times that I've listened to it, I think it's amazing. And I'm so glad there are people like yourself who are Malaysians. I see a, a flag of uh, Malaysia <laughs> hanging behind and go. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. That's fantastic. We need more of this kind of people, you know, because I love my country. And I can mm-hmm. tell, you know, out of the love you have for Malaysia as well, I'm sure a lot of your audience also stem from uh, Malaysia. So that's mm-hmm. amazing to know that even though you're in UK, your heart for God and your heart for our country, it's still there. And that's something that I admire a lot. And I think any last words for anyone who's listening is that, hey, mm-hmm. God is real. If you're listening right now, take it from me. I've experienced it. I've genuinely tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And Amen. he is so real and he can be the, wow. if he can be this real to me, I bet you, I bet you my everything <laughs> that he can be just as real, even more real for you, uh, wherever you may be or whatever background you may come from. Hmm. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Brandon. I'm gonna, just going to end with a prayer if that's okay. Yes, please. Yeah. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the reality of your grace and your presence mm. in our lives. Yes, it is through speaking in you that we come to know that you are speaking through us. Thank you so much for the gospel that speaks of Jesus Christ Mm. and His Lordship, His death on the cross for us. But most of all, thank you that um, you're patient with us even now, that as we Mm. grow in following Him and becoming like Him, you help us by your Spirit. You know, you surround us with your people and you constantly shower us with your grace. So I pray for Brandon. I pray for the upcoming episode, the release of Let's Get Real. And please, would you Mm. shower your grace upon all the listeners, upon the team that's producing this, on Brandon himself as he Mm. leads them in humility and grace Mm. and in faithfulness. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank Thank you so much, much, Kelvin. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Keep keep at it. I'll, I'll keep up with your content. Yes, you're doing great. Let's go. Let's go.